To answer is human. To question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of The Hidden Gateway Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Williams, and today we have a very special guest. His name is Dehudi Ma'at-Ra. So we welcome him to the show today. Uh, Dehudi is a herbalist, spiritual healer, life coach, metaphysician, documentarian, natural healing guru, and health product creation consultant. Dehudi, welcome to the Hidden Gateway Podcast. How you doing, man? Doing good. Thank you for having me, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. You know, uh, Dehudi, I first learned about you probably a month, maybe two months ago. I, I saw you on uh, Gary. Uh, the numerology guy. I saw you on his uh, his YouTube channel. And uh, I said, wow, man, this guy knows his stuff. I mean, your knowledge is off the charts. And uh, I thank you for sharing that with the world. And, you know, I think another thing about you that really resonated with me is that you are very aware of what truth is in regards to what's going on in this world or, or the matrix, as, as I like to call it from time to time. And you have really done an excellent job of putting yourself in a position with knowledge and action to live at your, your greatest human potential as you navigate through this matrix. So hats off to you. And I, I really admire that about you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. So if, if you could just take a take a couple minutes, Dehudi, and, and tell us about your background, you know, where you're from, how you came up, what life was like in your youth, and, and what was a maybe a pivotal moment or two that led you on a on a different path to get you to where you are today. Yes, man, I hail from South Central Los Angeles, uh, in fact, to being called South Los Angeles today. But I hail from uh, that place, in addition to Compton and Watts, due to my maternal grandmothers. We spent a lot of time uh, at both of the grandmothers' residences in those uh, two districts or cities, if you will. So I hail uh, you know, from those uh, locales, which back in the 70s and the 80s uh, was probably 180 degrees different from how things are today. Uh, it was the hood, but it was more family-oriented, man. And I grew up with a large family. So even though things wasn't perfect, I mean, we still had our, you know, police brutality and 
you know, crime and gangbanging and things of that nature. So it was different compared today because we had family, there was more cohesion. You know, we had block parties. I remember the block parties. I remember when new people moved into the neighborhood, uh, we would bring over food, uh, pastries, what have you. Um, you know, things of, of that, that, that nature, man, that you just, you know, really don't uh, see today, you know. Um, and you really don't have a lot of people, um, at, at least as far as Los Angeles is concerned, uh, owning homes. A lot of people today are in an apartment. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, man, we all had houses, man. We we had fruit trees, man. You know, we planted gardens. It was almost like a, like a, a different country compared to how things are now and how things have uh, changed. So that was my foundation, man. You know, my parents had a garden at a very early age. Every weekend we would work in the garden. And I know for a fact that helped to ground me. When we work with the earth, we become grounded. And this took place for myself and my siblings. And we were children, man, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, it, it went into us, you know, and especially myself being a herbalist, you know, dealing with those wonderful, powerful plants that come from this uh, this beautiful uh, planet. Uh, getting back to family, you know, I grew up in a two parent home. Uh, again, you know, it's different today. You know, 70 percent of us, 70 to 80 percent of us are, you know, um, right. born into, you know, single parent uh, home. That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the end in, in the seventies, man, I uh, was probably getting there, or maybe it started, but uh, it, that wasn't the case in the the seventies, man. You know, our parents always had family members that could watch us if they had to take care of business. You know, uh, if we were locked out of our homes because our parents, you know, forgot to leave the door open, we could walk to our grandmother's house. You know, uh, right? We didn't worry about kidnapping. You know. Uh, we knew everybody, and if uh, our parents' friends saw us, you know, they would tell us to get in the car, and it wasn't a case of, hey, don't get in the car with these people. Don't get in the car with strangers. We knew everybody. Mm-hmm. We could get in the car, and they would take us to our grandmother's house, and there was no molestation and, you know, crazy stuff, you know. It was it was communal love, man. It was communal love. We had a lot of soulful restaurants. Uh, I remember um, Twilight Zone on 102nd and Century, owned by a friend of mine, he ended up becoming a gangbanger, two or two East Coast Crip, but his mom's on the joint, man, and it was just beautiful, it was just, you know, familial, you know, and then things started changing in the uh, the 80s when the crack cocaine, when the government unleashed uh, crack cocaine, my goodness, mm-hmm. that's when I noticed the changes, man, you know, women okay. watering their lawns, what have you, will be getting the car of teenagers, man, and the cutlass, man, and you could see their heads bobbing, they'd be performing blowjobs, man, in the front yard, and they would get strung out, you know, and the neighborhood hotties, man, would get clucked out. And, man, it was horrible, man. So things started changing in the 80s. Uh, Gang banging really took off in, in the 80s, man. I lost right. my cousin, yeah, Calhoun, Kevin Cooper mm. back in 1986. Uh, I managed to graduate Block High School. <laughs> to this day, I don't know how I graduated because I was horrible <laughs> in the public food system. But I managed to graduate uh, in the 80s. I was lost for two years around the street with some homeboys. And um, around late 89, 90, I got in touch with uh, a dear friend of mine who had, he went in the direction of the Nation of Islam. Okay. Okay. So early 1990s, man, I was acclimated with the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Nation of Islam. Mr. Lewis and I had one, you know, I should say one foot in the grave, one foot out, 
because mm-hmm. uh, you know Nation of Islam was being fed, but you know I, I was still you know running the street, hanging around right. with them, but not as much. You know, and then in 1992, okay. that's when I really consciously made it my mind to go in the direction of righteousness. You know, and the okay. acquisition and application of knowledge. I would say 1992, 1994. I joined the Nation of Islam officially, but only for six months. I was out in or by June of 1994, and a year after that, I went comedic. I was introduced to comedicism. Wow. Uh, hanging out at the good life the defunct the now defunct good life which is located in south los angeles crenshaw and exposition owned by the dear sister uh queen uh, uh i think her name was Ifa sade she's made her transition now and uh, met the likes of dr b serious uh sister yuki yeah. uh yeah. ricard uh yeah great people man great people you know dr sadie would come through the mooney twins daryl and uh, Dwayne mooney Queen's sister from Ghana, what was her name? Trisha. Oh, I forget her last name. Beautiful sister. She used to come through. Man, it took off, um, I would say, 1995. It took okay. off. And then four years later, to wrap this up, four years later, I was into nature. And I never looked back. I officially became an herbalist. I launched my first business. And that's what gave rise to Tahuti Matra, 1999. Okay, so that's when you was that when you excuse me made the name change to to okay, who the name changed two years later in uh, two thousand and one. Um, okay, okay. chased me for a whole year. So in all of two thousand, I would hear the whisper to Hootie. To Hootie, it was like a whisper, like in the movie. Wow. Look around. Wow. Hell, man! I know I'm, I'm here by myself. For a whole year, I experienced that. And then I finally got it to click. I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, that's, that's me. Like, I got to do a program, you know. I'm, that's I'm awesome. Me. I have to change my name. So that took place in March of 2001. Mm-hmm. That took place in March of uh, 2001. So technically, you could officially say the journey began, you know, in, in 2001. As far as Tootie okay. Mott like with the name. Right. I was into it, you know, into nature, what have you. But I still had a old name, you know, a Muslim name, Arabic name. But 2001, right. March 2001, I was Tudi Ra. I never looked back. Never, never looked back. back. Never That's looked excellent. Back. Great story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and you say, okay, 2001, but it sounds like being in the nation kind of was a pillar for you um, to get to where you were. Is that is that correct? And also I want to ask you, Dahoudi, did, did you go to... It was? Okay, okay. Good. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because without the nation of Islam to my studies, but more than anything else, man, it was the Nation of Islam um, that helped to to give me that guidance that I needed. Like I said, I was running the streets, man. My homeboy, who also joined the Nation of Islam, was like, we were running the streets, man, when we graduated uh, from high school back in uh, June of 1988. You know, so from June 1988 to about January 1st of uh, 1990, yeah, we ran the streets from 88 to be about a year and a half. And mm-hmm. Eyes on the Prize Part 2 premiered on PBS. That was like it for me. Like I knew that uh, studies were for me because when I watched that, this was Part 2, not Part 1, which came out in the, the 80s, the late uh-huh. 80s that was in black and white. This was Part 2. And the first episode dealt with the Nation of Islam. 
with an emphasis on Malcolm X. And when I saw mm-hmm. that, like I knew that was for me. I was into Malcolm, but Malcolm was mm-hmm. dead. I said, like, who's in charge of this operation right now? And it was the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I joined the Nation of Islam under the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. There were a, a couple of other, um, you know, um, branches or sects of the Nation of Islam, if you will. Uh, Silas Muhammad, that was John Muhammad. But uh, I joined under the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay. Okay. Now, when in you as a kid, did you go to church at all, or or was the nation yeah, the first time? It was mandatory, you know. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Americans, I mean, you know, default yeah. were Christians, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I would have to say that my family was uh, matriarchally led. We, okay. We were led by the matriarch on both sides of the family. Okay. Grandma sis was my paternal grandmother, and then my maternal grandmother, Willie Mae Maxwell, who was a diehard Christian. So, <laughs> how going to church, a lot of that had to do with her because she had a lot of influence over her daughters. Uh huh. My uh-huh. mother, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. that didn't change until 1982 when my little brother and I got into basketball, and then Pops took over. So we didn't have to go to church, you know. So we're going to be at home with Pops watching the Celtics versus the Sixers or the, the Lakers versus the Celtics or Sixers. Lakers, Celtics. Yeah. yeah, back in the early 80s, man. All right. now, that, that was like a lifesaver, you know. Not saying that, you know, religion was, was like, you know, all that bad. But it was mm-hmm. like a lifesaver for us because we had an interest, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have an interest in, in church. It, it was compelled upon us. It was boring, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep, know, yep. all asleep. You know, um, like basketball, man, you didn't have to force us to do anything about it. We played it, we watched it, we enjoyed it. It created that camaraderie with our uh, schoolmates. It was awesome. It was a, it was like a rite of passage, you know, kind of unfortunate, but it, it's better than joining the gang. It's better than running the streets. Definitely better than running the streets, joining yeah. the gang. Yes, sir. It Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Very good. You know, you, you know, I, you mentioned a little bit about church. Talk to me about, religion and how it can limit you with reaching your human potential. I heard you touch on it a bit on a, on another show. Um, and, and that was another thing that, that I said when I listened to it, because uh, like you, I was one of those kids. I mean, I went to church three, four times a week, man. In fact, my mom's an evangelist to this day. She's been an evangelist, a licensed evangelist, cogent church of God in Christ for the last 25, 30 years or whatever, man. But, uh, you know, my spiritual journey took a strong pivot in 2020. And, uh, well, actually, the church thing for me was, was probably when I lived in San Diego. So we're talking maybe 2015, 2016, where I started to get away from the church. The universe, our creator, I think, was, was showing me something different, you know. And then 2020 hit, man. It was just like wow. my beliefs are, are are totally different now. But uh, tell me about how people that are into religion, going to church, how they could possibly be limiting themselves and uh, not being able to know truth and and reach their, their human potential, if you will. Religion in the matrix does serve a purpose. It is a default mechanism for morals and ethics. And if one has eyes to see and ears to hear, Metaphysics is involved even in religion, but you would have to decode it. And unfortunately, and I can speak 
but at least baptism, the, the Baptist aspect of Christianity. Uh, the reverends, um, they fall short. They come up short with teaching the metaphysics that is uh, very present in, in religion, uh, Christianity uh, in, in particular. As a matter of fact, it's officially called Gnosticism, Gnostic uh, Christianity, which is very beautiful. But a person would consciously have to delve into that because by default, the reverends are not going to get into that because it's liberating. And unfortunately, if, if people were to get off into the metaphysics of religion, Christianity, Christianity in, in particular, then the church is going to be empty. The church would be empty and that would adversely impact the finances and probably right. as well, too. Um, of the of the reverence of uh, the, the preachers so religion does serve a purpose by default it's like the crib you know how a baby sleeps in a crib before it gets its own bed you know mm -hmm. we crawl before we walk so by default religion does serve a purpose the problem is when we reach that point in time where it's time to go to the next level which is spirituality and we don't make that transition. We don't make that jump. We're not even aware that it's, it, it's time for that, you know, right, right. undergo that ritual, if you will, or that rite of passage. We're not even, most of us are not uh, aware. So for myself, man, I've been on my path, to be honest with you, my entire life, man, even when I didn't know, you know, even when I wasn't 100% uh, conscious. Um, I've always been a person to to question. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother was a matriarch, uh, my maternal grandmother, and she would use religion to control. I mean, she would manipulate, exploit. She would do everything in, in the name of religion. Mm. The devil gonna get you, boy. If you don't do this for me, the devil <laughs> gonna do if you don't go to the store right now and get me that yeah. shirt. Devil gonna get you. Like that's <laughs> all we heard, man. <laughs> you know. But you know, being who I was, man the black sheep of the family i was the one who in lovingly and respectful fashion went against maria okay. i was a grandson that would tell her no the devil is not going to get me oh the devil's not going to get me the devil's my friend don't you know that I'm friends with the devil. He's not going to get me. Ooh. I became liberated at that moment. Okay. I was the only one in the family that she didn't have control over. So, of course, the thing was pointing at me. Boy, Bonnie, you got your hands full with that one right there. Mm. Better watch you, boy. Better watch you. I was that one, the black sheep, man. But uh, I was liberated, you know. And so, by default, I claim Christianity. There were times where you thought that in order to do the right thing, you would go to church. And a lot of that had to do with pleasing people. You know, when I got my first job in 1988, my manager was a woman named Deborah Ann Rochelle, who was a Christian woman who attended Friendly Friendship Baptist Church, which was the church uh, of my paternal grandmother. It was right oh. down the street uh, from her house, a couple of houses uh, down on 101st Street in uh, Century in uh, South Los Angeles. Um, so I went back to uh, church, Friendly Friendship Baptist Church, back in 1988. It still didn't do anything for me. 
you know. Um, yeah. That was it, bro. That was it. Um, the next time I went back to church was uh, funerals. And the mm-hmm. last time I went back was for my mother, her funeral, 1999. Mm-hmm. That was it, brother. And I was into spirituality in 1995. You know, Kemeticism is spirituality. You know, so I love religion. The, the Nation of Islam is religion. It's Islam, right? Right, right, right. Religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Nation of Islam was religion. So 1994 was it for me. So when okay. I started Kemeticism in 1995, I was into spirituality. Right, comedic spirituality, and I, I never looked back. You know, even though I got into nature back in uh, 1999, I was still dealing with you know spirituality. You know, nature, spirituality. You know, even the so-called like a cult—they're all different from religion. There's 180 mm-hmm. degrees opposite from religion. But I did—I can't say I had the best of both worlds: religion and spirituality, because religion is the caterpillar. Spirituality is the butterfly. Right, right, right. I like that. So I want to, yeah, you know, crochet on religion. It most definitely serves a purpose. The reason why religion does harm is because of how it's taught. Hmm. How it's taught. Okay. Right. Because I, right. Can go, I can go into the Bible man, and, and work wonders with that book. You know, <laughs> I always quote Matthew 6 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all things of the world shall be added unto you. Hmm. In the book, mm-hmm. you know, even when we deal with the law of attraction, right? Jesus teaches us the biblical character. Jesus teaches us how to work the law of attraction. When ye desire a thing, when ye pray, believe that you have received the thing, and ye shall have the thing. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with when you desire. Desire comes first. Prayer comes secondarily. And my grandmother didn't teach me that. Reverend Jerome Fisher didn't teach me that. Right. Right. On the repetitious vain praying. Mm-hmm. Do not pray repetitiously. When you pray repetitiously, you cancel out the prayer. One time is all you need. The universe, whether you call it God, universe, what have you, it only requires a prayer one time. One time. One not time. Two times, not three times. You cannot be repetitious. God, please, you know, let me get this new car. God, please, let me get this television set. You know, God, please, let me meet this woman. God, please, whatever. Mm-hmm. As soon as you say it, or do that prayer, or say that prayer a second time, you cancel it out. Very one good. time, and one time only. We that's don't need doubt. Doubt is a subconscious will to fail. Yeah. So, when no, you first said that's a, that's why I was thinking repetitious oh, prayer oh. is almost like a form of doubt. So I'm glad oh. you confirmed. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it is, man. So I got into spirituality, brother. My life took off, man. Spirituality and, and nature, man, that did it for me. You know, nature became the criterion, you know. So if I was lost about anything, right, all I would do is just turn to nature, right? Do I circumcise my son? Wait a minute. Okay, let's look at nature. When boys, when males come out of the, the womb, they come out intact. God don't make any mistakes. Ooh. So I'm like, Man, like, man, like, we're circumcising. So if that's the thing to do, we would come out of the womb already so, circumcised. Already, You see, nature became the criterion, you know? How are we born naturally? How do we come right. into existence, right? Through nature, intact. So that's right. my answer. Do you believe in circumcision? No, I do not. Why not? Because if we were 
if, as males, if we were meant to be circumcised, we would be born that way. Same thing with little girls and clitorectomies. Do you need to cut their clitoris off? No, you oh, do not. Because if, right. if that was the case, they would be born with their clits removed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So nature becomes a criterion, brother. There it is. There it is, man. That's so good. That and that's why I wanted to get you on the show, dude. Just the knowledge is off the charts, man. You bring you bring it so real, so true. I, I'm just really enjoying hearing hearing you speak here, man. That's that's so good. Thank you for that. I Thank live you. it, bro, and I've I've been living it for years, brother. And I'm talking about like all things, man. I mean, as far as like my relationships, man, having children, you know, generating money, uh, traveling, like all my wildest dreams, man you know, came into manifestation only when I got there, right? Spirituality, nature. Yes. You're just doing See, that one, reson- the opposite of the matrix. Yes. And that resonates with me once again, because as I said, you know, being raised in church and then I got away from the religion and I too started practice, practicing spirituality in 2020. And that's when my life started to take off. That's when I started my podcast. I published oh, wow. a book and started a nonprofit. Man, I wasn't doing any of that stuff before. I was in the caught up in a rat race, going to work, coming home, spending yeah. time with my kids, my wife, this and that. And but you know, and I didn't even know it, man. I used to deal with anxiety, all types of things, you know. Yeah. You know, because just going back in my history, you know, my father, he was very abusive, okay, as a kid. My earliest memory of abuse was when I was five years old. Wow. Okay, where he uh, I mean, it's a fine line <clears throat> between disciplining your, your child and abuse, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely abuse. I'm talking, you know, five year old, you know, back in the, the early 80s, you know, those, those belts that were this thick yeah. with the belt buckles that were that big. I'm talking about these belts being wrapped around my neck at five and being drugged through the house and just all types of crazy stuff, man. And and, yeah. and that caused me to grow up. And my father was very controlling. He was a Marine. He was an alcoholic and uh, very abusive. He had trauma that he experienced in his life that he didn't heal from. So that's why I started hitting that bottle. And then that's where all the abuse came from on my mother, my brother, and myself. And growing up, that caused me to be, caused me to shut down, really, not knowing how to critically think for myself because he was always in control, making decisions for me, Um, caused me to become an introvert, caused me not to know how to set boundaries with people. And so I grew up like this and I lived in that for many years. And 2020 hits. And I started practicing spirituality and, and all that changed. And I tell people all the time, and I feel closer to God today more than ever compared to when I was in the church. I really do. And then you, you talked about liberation. Ooh, man. Well, you, about- you see, you went within. See, church is without. Come on, y'all, mm-hmm. get dressed. We got to go to church. We got to go. Mm-hmm. external, right? But the Jesus character says that the kingdom of God is within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We turn within. That's how we got liberated. That's why we feel the way that we feel. Right. That's how we felt when we were in religion, when we were going outside of self. See, if the if the kingdom of God is within, right? We're dealing with the word within. The opposite of the word within is without. And without means lacking. You don't have. And so when you look at all the people that go without, who go to church, the external, they are lacking. They lack what people who are spiritual, people who have and who function on the spiritual consciousness, those people lack what those people have. That's mm. why it's night and day, you see. That's why those people don't do the things that spiritually conscious people 
do. You know, you get into entrepreneurship, you know, you start, you know, healing yourself. You know, you're not afraid to look at your uh, your sexuality and your, your your sexual past and history to create your own sexual code, right? Mm-hmm. Spirituality allows us to create our own code, right? If the matrix governs us with codes, right? Penal code, civil code, the family code, internal revenue code, or revenue and taxation code, the business and code. There's almost like 50-something codes that the government uses to govern us, right? And it, it works, right? So right, right. Or unconstitutional, but we pay them. <laughs> you see, <laughs> successfully govern. You know what I'm saying? Judge hit you with that order for child support. You're going to pay it, right? So when you look at these people governing us with the codes, going by the codes work for them, right? But what about us? What about our codes? Right. So spirituality gives us that freedom to create our own code. I created my own sexual code. There are certain things that I will not do sexually. Okay. Okay. That's my code. And if you ask right. me, why don't you do that? Why won't you do that? I can tell you why. Okay. And again, it, it deals with spirituality. It deals with nature being the criteria and what have you. And I'm at peace with that. Yeah. I'm not a punk, a little soy boy or what have you, because I will not do certain things because I know the science of everything that I do. Most people don't. Most people go along with the fad. They're watching mm-hmm. porn. And so they engage in certain things because that's what they see. They don't know the science behind it. You see, yeah. I know the science behind certain things. Everything that I do, I know the science behind it. You see, so I created my own sexual code. I created my own health code, right? My own dietary code, my own financial code or monetary code. I created all my codes for Tahuti Ma'atra. Okay. Wow. I live. Uh-huh. You see, so my life is how it is 24-7. Mm-hmm. 24-7 is a certain way because I live by the code of Tahuti Ma'atra. And I'm conscious of these people's code, right? I'm conscious of the family code. I was able to go through the divorce court for myself, go up against law firms, criminal lawyers, civil lawyers, and prevail. Because after all, I am Ma'at, and you know, Ma'at is law, right? He's <laughs> right. a lawgiver, right? Ma'at right. means essential truth, harmony, and justice. Mm. I, I internalize that, you know, so I can go through these people's system and I'm going to be successful. You see, even if we're dealing with a remedy, prevention is better than remedy. I, I'd rather not deal with these people's system, but if you pull me in as an ex wife did, no problem. Mm. No problem, right? right. Because I'm 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 coming in with comedic spirituality. Right. And we do it to Hootie and my eye, which is why I took the name, you know, by the way, as well. Once I figured it out and looked off into it, I was like, oh yeah, I can get with this right here because I like the attributes of the Lord or the God Tahuti. Tahuti was a scribe, the writer. Man, I could not write to save my life. I couldn't write a book, man. When you gonna write a book, it's hard because I don't know how to end it. I don't know there's so much knowledge, I didn't know how to stop. Yeah. And when I came to Hootie, wrote my first book. Like just like that. I got yeah. into life after death because Tahuti is, the, is the, the God of the netherworld. Like Tahuti brings people through uh, the planes, the 3D to the uh, uh, 4D, 5D, what have you. Uh-huh. Tahuti is the God, right? You know, uh, Tahuti is the healer of the gods. Huh. You know, the healer of the God. You got all these gods and talented people, uh, gurus, what have you. When these people need healing, they come to Tahuti. Wow. It's, so Tahuti, it, it, you know, has a heavy responsibility, you know, heavy, heavy duties. They're very heavy uh, attributes. Mm-hmm. And so when I took on that name, that's what I took on. 
on all mm. those uh, those attributes, man. You know, so I mean, brother, basically, just like you just put it all together, man, and you just live in life on your accord, in, in tune with the uh, universal law, in tune uh, with nature. And as, as I said, you know, your own codes that you live by, that nobody can make you feel a certain way. I'm plant based. My diet is plant based. There's nothing, nobody on planet Earth that uh, anybody on planet Earth can say to make me second guess my diet. Nobody mm. on planet Earth, nothing. I can hold my own. Like, I know why I eat plant based. You dig? I know why I don't go out at night. Like, you know, when the, when the, when the sun goes down and the moon come out, right. like, it's like, no, nah, I, I don't go to clubs. Right. You know, that, that's not for me. I don't do anything at night. You gonna go to the game? Right? No. I'm about to go to bed, if anything. I'm in tune with nature. Right, right. You see, I don't have an alarm clock. You see? Wow, now, I don't okay. Have an alarm clock in like decades, man. I have my own internal clock. So, can you? Yeah. You, so, so, when, so, when you're in tune with nature, right, the sun go down, you go down. When the sun come up, you come up. Mm. Two times, right? Because first you got the Lingham, you know, you're supposed to have that uh, nocturnal uh, penile tumescence, right? You know? Yeah. That's that's the that's the morning cycle for for the man. The woman has the moon cycle. The man has the solar cycle. So we, we have our cycle like every morning, you know. Right, so right. Have, oh, come up, you know. The penis rise and then the body rises. Right. You don't need no alarm clock. The more you use an alarm clock, the weaker you get pertaining to your own internal clock, your own biological clock. See, these gadgets weaken us, right? So our telepathy is not strong. Why? Because we're dependent on telephone, tele, telephone, telephone, right? Telepathy, telepathy. You see, so the more we use these gadgets, man, we get weaker with the biotechnology, right? All of this stuff we're dependent on came out of biotechnology. You know, Steve Jobs was a human being. As great as the, I'm on a um, Mac computer right now, which I enjoy, mm -hmm. which I like. Same thing with the phone, right? The Mac or the Apple phone. Mm -hmm. Great gadgets. But they came out of the mind of Steve Jobs. Right. That's biotechnology. Okay. Okay. But, yes, today, but today, look at us. Look at how dependent we are on external technology that came from internal or biotechnology. We miss that. This is why I could never, ever get with technology 100% because I know every great device, the Tesla, as, as awesome as that car is, it came out of the mind of Elon Musk, a human yeah. being. Bio. Steve Jobs. Bio. Like yeah. all of the people. They're human beings, you see. But look how dependent we're on. Look at look at how dependent we are by being on gadgets, being on social media, things that were created by mere man, mere mortal man. And we put more emphasis into those inventions or creations than we do the creation from the creator or the universe or nature, whatever you want to call it. Look at that. And look at us. Dependent, right? We talk right. about all dependence. We talk about drug dependence. But what about technology dependence? And yeah. what does that do to us? How does that cripple? If we're talking about how religion cripples, what about technology? Right. And how that cripples. And the rulers of this matrix are, are well aware of that, right? They Absolutely. know it. Yeah. There are no accidents with them. Mm. They know what they're doing. They create from the left brain and we're dependent on things that come from the left brain. And so the more we use these left brain gadgets or devices or inventions, the more we become left brain. Mm -hmm. 
the more we become left brain dependent. And when you're left brain dependent and you're not in tune with the right brain, there is no hemisphere synchronization or balance. We become imbalanced. Another word for imbalance is dis-ease, not at ease. Not at ease. Wow. There it is. That's why you see me wearing these glasses. I, I got a screen, too. So when I take my glasses off, these are anti-blue glasses. Okay. When I take my glasses off, I'm straight because I also have an anti-blue screen. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't mess around, man. You, you know. don't, do you? <laughs> I like it, but I know it's left brain created. You know, so it's allowing us to conduct this interview. Right, right. right. At the same time, it's emitting harmful man-made radiation. Mm. It's left brain created. If it was right brain created, see, the ancient people of Kemet, man, they were balanced. They created from using both spheres of the brain, left and right. And then there were times the right brain dominated the left brain. But that was dealing with our, um, our being artistic, uh, being creative, you know, right. in terms of spirituality. So, you know, if our ancestors would have made the Mac computer, we wouldn't have to worry about EMF. Right, because those people were balanced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this computer would have had uh, black stones in it, black gemstones. They would have had black tourmaline, onyx. It would have had jet, you know, organ. It would have had activated charcoal. It would have yeah. had CD, and it would have just had things that would absorb the harmful radiation. If there, right. if harmful radiation was even in the equation, right, you know, right, that was the case, then they would have protected us in the device we wouldn't have to buy the glasses right mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to buy the screen right because when you when you come from the left brain you're dealing with compartmentalization you're dealing with isolation you see mm -hmm. separation you see mm -hmm. that's the matrix you see nature deals with the whole body right as a herbalist i deal with the whole body i don't care what's going on with the liver the colon the eyes what have you they all work together now, when you leave it up to man of the matrix, the man of perdition, he got your whole body chopped up. And you can look at the hospital as proof of that. Yeah. yeah. Hospital on what, 30-something floors? You know, you got a problem with your heart? Man, you got to go to the second floor to see the cardiologist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A man who specializes in one part of your body, one right. organ, went to school, got in debt to learn about one organ, the heart. So he's a cardiologist. Right. You don't right. know nothing about the endocrine system. He'll send you to the endocrinologist. And the endocrinologist don't know nothing about the brain, so he'll, he or she will send you to the neurologist, you see. And the neurologist don't know nothing about the cell, so, you know, they'll send you to the oncologist. Man, you'd be going all over the place, man, hitting buttons, going to the 6th floor, the ninth floor, the 12th floor, the 18th floor, 24th floor, and get a bill for everything yeah. that you're on. <laughs> They see it all the floors and they send you a bill. <laughs> they give you some oxygen, which is free, mm -hmm. but it's free to them because they put it in the canister. Yeah. They charge me for oxygen? Oxygen is free. God made oxygen. Uh, yeah, but I didn't put it in the canister. Yeah. So you got to pay because the oxygen is in the canister and we made the canister. So you got to pay for that. You know, man is a trip, brother. Yes, sir. Indeed. Well, you Indeed. know, brother, you know, it's a, it, it becomes a fun riddle you know it stimulates the mind man and, uh -huh. and motivational right, right very good and the i know you have been helping uh people defeat diseases such as cancer herpes high blood pressure and, and amongst other things for years now 
Tell me, how have you been able to do that without having issues with the FDA? Well, the FDA came. They came uh, 2006. Between 2006, 2008, the FDA, they did come uh, for a business. Uh, that was my that was my second business, technically my third. And so when I had that business from 2004 to 2011, the FDA did come. But I'll tell you, man, the FDA, they taught me, man. I learned well, man. I don't, oh. I don't see in terms of like the enemy or the boogeyman, what have you. Okay. You know, every problem is an opportunity. So when the FDA made statements that these natural things were drugs because of how, how I was using them, man, that taught me. I'm like, okay, these people deal with word control. You know, so like they can't really control a banana. But if I say eating bananas will help to heal or cure you from prostate cancer, or brain cancer, what have you, the description that I gave a banana, eating a banana, is now considered a drug based on how I am instructing people to consume the banana. Oh. Consume the banana to knock out a disease. Right. That makes the banana a drug. Okay. Because I'm not saying eat the banana for potassium. I'm okay. saying eat the banana for your prostate cancer or to improve eyesight or what have you. Mm -hmm. See? So according to the sorcerers called the FDA, I've created a drug. Mm -hmm. That which grows in nature is a drug. Not because it's a banana, but because of how I am instructing people to use the banana. Mm. So I was like, okay, word control. These people control us with words. Mm. So I learned to use the words. So I'm like, okay, these people are against you for diabetes, for using diabetes, you know, to herpes, AIDS, conjunctivitis, you name it. It's all theirs. Everything in the Merck manual is theirs. So I'm like, wow, okay. And the people, the masses, man, are indoctrinated with these disease terms. People can relate to that, you know. They can relate to diabetes. The yeah, doctor yeah. told them they have diabetes. They can relate to high blood pressure. They can relate to erectile dysfunction. They can relate to endometriosis. They can relate to all of that. They've been successfully indoctrinated yeah. pertaining to these disease terms, which is what they are. But being in tune with nature and dealing with the divas inside of the crystals and the gemstones and your angels and your spirit guides, all of this otherworldly help at your disposal when you need it you get it man it clicks like yeah. your ring your, your ear starts ringing mm -hmm. right like, what the hell is going on here man i was like i got a tinnitus out of this world yeah no, it's not it's not tinnitus this is download this is celestial yeah. downloading information is being downloaded i into get that a lot cult. i get that a lot that 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 yeah. ringing in my ears i do left ear ringing that's something dealing with your past. The right ear ringing, that's dealing with your future. The left ear ringing deals with your spirit guides. The right ear ringing deals with your angels. There's significance to this. And it usually happens when you become spiritual, man. You No problem yep. whatsoever, right? Being religious or even atheist, what have you. No problem. You become spiritual. All of these things that never happened to you before. So um, true. So yeah, true. You know, what's going on here? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's going on now? Why mm -hmm. now? 
Why now? It's because of the transition. You know, nobody's on the on the scene, to be honest with you, nobody's really on the scene like that would be every single aspect of the journey. You know, people, you know, eventually come along with that, but there's nobody there every single day, like, oh yeah, this is going on. That right. you're this? Oh, this is what this is. That's what this is. Nothing to worry about. It, you don't have like that doesn't exist. Like you don't have I mean, you eventually come to that understanding, what have you. But my point is, there's nobody there every single day of your life explaining the journey to you. <laughs> you know, we're figuring this bad boy out, you know, as we go. That's right. That's See? right. So, but, um, you know, dealing with the FDA, I was able to, it was, I won't say defeat them. I was able to circumnavigate them because I learned about disease names versus organs. FDA control disease. They control herpes. That's their word. That's why they can lock you up for using it. If you say you can treat, prevent, cure herpes, they, they have a right to lock you up. The mm. problem is they just don't tell you that it's a trademark or a copyrighted term. Like they own that. Which wow. is why they, yeah, they can threaten you. Like, hey, this is my this is our property. Didn't Wait, I know that. How can you cure diabetes? That's my property. You can't cure my property. Only I can do that. <laughs> you know, right. you can't do it. It's property inf- infringement. But you learn that the disease terms pertain to organs that the FDA will never claim to own. Mm. They can't own the liver. They can't own the lungs. They can't own the sinus cavity. They can't own the brain. They can't own the heart. They can't own the colon. You see, so you learn that it's like okay let me get away from disease terms which are trademarked owned by these people let me start dealing with the organ let me start dealing with the gland okay see hepatitis is an adverse condition of the liver so is jaundice so is cirrhosis so let me leave cirrhosis alone because the fda will come after me if i deal with cirrhosis if i heal cirrhosis. I know not to use the word cure, but even if I said heal cirrhosis, they're coming after me. If I talk about healing jaundice, they're coming after me. You see, if I talk about healing um, hepatitis, they're coming after me. But if I say we're going to heal the liver, we're going to heal your liver, liver, they're not coming after me. Wow, okay. okay. I didn't mention a disease. I just said the liver. You, the, the liver has been adversely impacted. We're going to heal the liver. See, the plant that we use, the herb, which is the true medicine, the original medicine, herbs don't go after disease titles. Herbs have an affinity for organs. Okay. See, dandelion root has an affinity for the liver. Mm-hmm. So does organ grape root. So does golden seal root. So does barberry root. Quiasia bark, fenugreek mm. seed, fringe tree bark, mm. blue flag, and there's a plethora of other hepatic herbs. They don't know nothing about cirrhosis. Uh, they don't know nothing about, you know, hepatitis. They don't know right. anything about hepatitis. They just know liver. They have an affinity for the liver. Uh-huh. And they have intelligence. And they can communicate with the liver. They have What's intelligence wrong? and they can communicate with the liver. Absolutely. It's like the shaman. The shaman can communicate with the plant. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. The plant teaches the shaman how to heal. The shaman is a healer because of the plant. The plants instruct the shaman. That's why the shaman communicates with the plant. That's interesting. You know, I, I had an ayahuasca journey back in 21 where I, I connected with a shaman and I was uh, in the desert for three nights. I live in Arizona, in the Phoenix area now. So I drove down to, to Tucson and I hooked up with this group and the shaman. And, and, you know, and he told me that moons ago when ayahuasca was discovered, because you take a, two different roots, something of that nature and, and boil them to, to make the, the ayahuasca um, drink that the plants told the people thousands of years ago, whenever it was, what they are and what they do and how to make that ayahuasca. Absolutely. That is something else. The plants were the teachers, the first teachers, man. Yeah. Plants. You know, you could even call them the divas within the plant, just like the divas within the crystals. When we learn about the metaphysical properties of the crystals, Mm -hmm. we're not giving the crystals a property. The diva within the crystal is telling us about the properties. Hmm. We've we've been so disconnected uh, from nature, brother, that if it wasn't for the gurus, man, you know, the herbalists, man, the botanists, you know, the uh, transcrystal therapists and all these wonderful people, man, who uh, serve us, Hmm. even though the, uh, the, what we say, the, the, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. When we look at this this harvest and we look at these laborers being in the few, never mind that they're few or in the few, they exist. exist. And they do a great job. And for Mm -hmm. me, the reason why I love to help people is because I can see that number growing. Yeah, the harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. The ones who are doing the work but there are a lot of people who are potential or prospective healers and they just don't know. And that's why we say the laborers are few because only a few get it. Only a few are conscious and doing the work. No, they can do the work and generate enough snaps or so-called income or revenue to take care of themselves. <laughs> pay the mortgage, pay the rent, pay the utilities, pay the communication bills, the car note, the child support, the alimony, buy the food, buy the clothes, travel, vacation, the whole works. Right. Only a few know that you can do your high life purpose and generate enough snaps, a Benjamin, a Cheddar, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> to give your life. That's right. That's right. And I know you do extremely well. I don't, I don't want to. Wait, say okay. it again? Go back to scripture on that, right? Because we okay. Like I don't, I'm not going to have enough money if I if I just sell my candles and do my aromatherapy. But the scripture says, you can look at the little bird. <laughs> they tore them, and they sold them. Only <laughs> father take care of them. That's right. Are you not much better than that, right? A little bird is taken care of, and here you are supposed to be the greatest creation, and you oh. don't know who you're taking care of. People live in fear. That's that fear-based thinking. That's in the scripture that the people... Mm-hmm. You got people who claim Christianity, got the Bible, but they're selling drugs, selling weed, hooking horn, doing OnlyFans. This is in the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of what I say is in the book. I'm talking about herbs right now, brother. 
Ezekiel 47, 12 tell you that the leaf is your medicine, not the drug. <laughs> Revelation 22, 2 tell you that the leaf shall be for the healing of the nations. Shall is mandatory. It say no damn pharmaceutical drug. Right. Say the leaf. Psalms 104.14, God created the herb for the service of man, not the drug, not the pharmaceutical drug, not the OTC. Mm -hmm. Not the herb, but the plant. Right there in scripture. Yep. You know what I think, Dehudi? I think those pharmaceuticals do more damage than good. Say so, someone gets diagnosed with diabetes or high blood pressure, first thing the doctor does is put them on a pharmaceutical, right? And then they're on that pharmaceutical. and then two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years later, they have kidney issues. They Absolutely. have neuropathy. They have all these other issues. And this is what Spirit told me earlier this year. He said it's it's the it's the pharmaceuticals that are doing causing these issues once people are on them for years. But they tell yeah. you that through the commercial. They do, don't they? Yeah. They they, they speak, they talk real fast. Mm -hmm. But they give you the notice. <laughs> Talk real fast. There's no, they do. Karma. There's no karma against these people. This is why they, they prosper. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. live to be 100. Righteous people can't even live to be 70. Right. Now, wicked people living to be over 100. No mm -hmm. karma. Like, how do these people, the George Bushes and the, the Kissingers and all these people? They sure do, don't they? Yeah. They don't get, they don't get killed in, in plane crashes and, and right. heart attacks, what have you. It's good people, regular people. But the mm -hmm. evil people that run the world, they're straight. They're living the long life longevities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not. But, you know, again, they tell you what the drug is going to do. Mm -hmm. It's going to mess with your, with, your, with your eyesight. You know, it's going to cause erectile dysfunction, yep. heart murmurs, you know, mm -hmm. diarrhea, insomnia. Like they have a whole list. Each wow. drug does at, at least 50 adverse uh, so-called side effects because there's really no such thing as a side effect only effects mm. so they tell you yeah. there's no part of your body made up of a drug so why are mm. we taking drugs why are we taking drugs right <laughs> I mean, all the time what part of your female reproductive system is made up of mitol actually yeah, what part of your you know sexual reproductive system is made up of uh, Cialis or Viagra mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know a headache doesn't denote an aspirin deficiency <laughs> right. Are you brain made up of aspirin? Why are you taking aspirin? Mm. The Matrix indoctrination. Indoctrination. Big pharma. Big pharma. Big pharma. Yep. They tell you straight up is so-called adverse side effects. Mm. You know what I thought of when you were talking about uh, the, the herbs about five ten minutes ago? You said they can't own your organs, your liver, your kidneys, your heart, etc. It made me think of the COVID vaccine, and I say that because. Um, I've, I've done done my my research and I've had some people on the show, some scientists and, and some physicians as well, who do not support the vaccine. And, and just for the record, I don't. Never took it. Family has it. Never will. I'm not not down with that. But I have had several people tell me that it is a AI technology yes. within the vaccine, yes. right? And it's a patent on that. So yes. once you become injected. And get that poison, that toxin in your system. Yes. Can can they own? Can they then own your organs or or your blood or anything like that? Well, they can own it, only predicated through your free will. Because the people who got the vaccine, it was voluntary. See, I didn't get it because I knew I had you know a choice. I knew I had free will. 
Right. You see? So, of course, they can own it if you give them the free will. They need your permission. Mm. Remove the permission, they don't own the organs. Okay. Okay. You see, like the driver's license, they'll put like a little dot, right? You get killed, what have you, right? They look mm. at your driver's license and you got the that organ donor, little dot, right? Right. They can end up with the liver, uh, the heart, the brain, what have you, because you gave them the permission. This is why they need you to fill out the application. So everything in the matrix is pursuant to contract. They, they forced me. They said I was going to lose my job. No. You still had a choice. You still had a choice, right. You still had a choice. Yeah. People always have a choice. And you can't say, well, I was afraid. They threatened to, to take my job. I was going to lose my job. An excuse. <laughs> you still had a choice and you caved in. You made the choice. You took their technology. You took their medical device under the guise of a vaccine. Now they can do whatever they want with you. Yeah. They can do a so-called test with a signal through the cell phone and activate certain parts of your body in all the people who are vaccinated. Man. You know, it's like that, that Bruce Willis movie, Surrogates. Yeah. You know, hit yeah. that switch, just heart attacks, right? Everybody just have a heart attack. Yep. yep. Or, yep. Or, or certain selected people. Right. And have a heart attack because they yeah, own but, your whole body, you know, so they can shut the brain down, shut the heart down, you know, uh, shut the liver down, what have you. He's a mad scientist here. Yeah. He's yeah. a mad scientist, you see. And they got us hook, line, and sinker because, oh, wow, he's wearing a nice suit. He can talk really good. He can play the saxophone. He, he's just like us. Or she got some <laughs> hot sauce in her purse. She eat collard greens. She's just like us. She's down. She's okay. We fall for it. Yeah. These people are masters at what they do. Yes, they are. And yes, they're only they successful against the ignorant, the fearful, and those who lack willpower. Hmm. Hmm. That was said in the movie Legion, I believe. They only attack those with weak wills. If the will is weak, that's what they go after. Yeah. yeah. Develop a will, man. You are a force to be reckoned with. Right, right. The mundane and the intangible or the invisible realm. Mm-hmm. The will has to be high. It has to be powerful. It has to be. If not, you won't make it. You won't make it, right, right. You will not make it in this, in this making. And, and what about NPCs? Like, are, are they here? I mean, I know they're here. How do I want to frame this? They, the NPCs, to me, they work for them, for the for the for the leaders of the matrix. Yes. And, and and they're they're in place to I guess to, to make things happen, right? Yeah, I mean you you've seen uh the Dracula movies and uh Dracula has an imp that does mm-hmm. his bidding. Damn. If you saw the movie uh Fright Night, you know, the vampire mm-hmm. the vampire. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's always imps that serve the evil ones or the rulers or whatever you want to call them, the so-called elite. Mm-hmm. They have imps to help them. It's never direct. The imps, you know, are like the gatekeepers to them. They work on behalf of the so-called elite, the evil ones, the nefarious ones, right? The sinister ones. The imps work for them. 
and we're closer to the imps than we are to those, to, to the rulers, if you will. Hmm. Right, right. So we, we, the, 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 the imps are like tenfold, probably twentyfold, the number of the rulers. Mm-hmm. Professors, reverends, uh, members of law enforcement, politicians, imps all around. All of them. You even got voluntary imps. People voluntary who, imps. They don't even get paid. You just take that vaccine, man. You play it safe. <laughs> take that vaccine, man. You just sign up, man, for the military, man. You just sign up and protect your country, man. You be patriotic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are the uh, voluntary imps. They don't, they don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And they do the bidding of the matrix. Yeah. Wow. They don't get paid. No compensation. Mm. So talk to me about the the other tools or the power of, of tools that we have at our disposal while we navigate through this matrix. Tools such, such as astrology, numerology, and yeah. thing, things like that. Man, those are the most important tools, man, especially for humanity because, see, most people are lost, right? Most people don't know why they're here on planet Earth. Most people don't know what they're supposed to do. Again, they're going without, right? They're going to the public pool system. The public pool system is preparing them to be cogs in a machine or a will for the society, right? It's preparing you for the workforce, the labor force, right? It's not preparing you for what you incarnated to do. So numerology and astrology, they take you within self. They show you everything that you possess within self, everything that you signed up for to do uh, here on planet Earth. You're going to find in the wheel. You're going to find in the numbers. Now notice religion as it's taught in the matrix. These people, the, the powers that be, the religious power, the powers that be, are telling you to stay away from astrology, stay away from numerology, right. stay away from tarot, mm-hmm. stay away from Psychics, just stay away from all the, stay away from those crystals, even though crystals are in the Bible. The Holy Breastplate is made up of crystals. Yes, the that's right. Of the New Jerusalem is made up of crystals, but these right. people stay away from the crystals. Mm. Right, you know. So when you go in the direction of all those things, oh, welcome to yourself. <laughs> welcome to yourself, you see, because these things serve as an owner's manual, an individual owner's manual. Mm. Unique to yourself. I like that. Based upon the Polaroid, the snapshot of the heavens at the time you were born. Predicated upon your birth date. Predicated upon your name. Predicated upon the vowels in your name. The consonants in your name. You have all of these tools within tools, man, to help you cultivate what's in you so that you can do what you incarnated to do. You signed up to do a particular thing on this planet. But when you come here, it's a, it's a cold game too, brother, because, you know, they get the women and the women end up having the babies in hospitals, right? And hospitals have only been around for like a good couple of hundred years. But, you, you know, people have been here for thousands of years, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. People, are, people have been born. Right. And we have to ask the question, well, how were babies born before we had hospitals? How? At home? In the forest? In the wilderness? In the wherever. Right, right. Came through. No birth certificate. 
you know, no doctor to inspect or what have you. Very simple. You see, then we got hospitals. Right? We got the women going to them. And most women don't really put it together. Like, hospitals are a place that sick people go to. I want to have a baby in the hospital. I'm going to have a baby in a place for sick people. Am I sick? Is pregnancy sickness? You know, give her to new life and sickness and required medical attention. They don't, it doesn't click. It's the program pregnant, you go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Right? Doctor got the woman on her back, the worst position to be in. <laughs> they should be squatting, but the doctor got the female on her back, legs wide open, looking in through the yoni. She's in that position for the convenience of the doctor. The woman is on her back for the convenience of the doctor, not the woman and the child. Wow. <laughs> Bright lights. The right. baby's in that womb. It's dark in the womb. Dark, yeah. First thing they see is a year. Right. Huh. Bright lights. You got screaming. You know? Mm-hmm. All the time it's the mother. Because, you know, her prenatal nutrition wasn't on point. Mm-hmm. You know? Damn. If she's drugged up, she may be drugged up. You know, so if she drugged, the baby gonna be drugged. You know, I always wonder, why does the doctor have to hit the baby on the fanny? Right, All my right. children were born at home, so there was no... Stinking and hitting fannies. You know, they came out. Children they came out looking. They were putting together with voices. <laughs> yeah. The vagina, it was turning. It was looking. Wow. Eyes open. Right, right. You know, right. hair on top of the head. Uh-huh. Man, it really taught me. Wow. Life is the ultimate teacher because I can look at baby pictures back in the 70s. All my female cousins, man, they baby pictures. Their eyes are closed. But, but Dark rings around the eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, the little white flakes on the baby. I thought that was natural. Yeah. You know, all, everything that I thought was the norm wasn't natural. It may have been normal, but it wasn't natural. It wasn't natural. I had to learn that on my own through my own children. Mm-hmm. You know, my third son, I delivered him. You know, midwife wow. was stuck in traffic. You know, oh. like, natural process. No okay. need to be fearful. What have you? Oh my God, we don't have this. We don't have that. And mm-hmm. Go back, think thousands of years ago. What it be natural, right? Are you absolutely, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. so life will always be the best teacher, and so this is why the matrix disconnects us from nature. You know, technically, technically, you can say life itself because we have a, a false life, a pseudo life. You know, everything that we do is is is, is pseudo. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about the drug that's pseudo. You're not going to find that in nature. There, there's no Viagra plant in nature. Right. There's no mitol plant. You know, nature, whatever you need in nature, it's right there in your face. The meat eaters come at me all the time because I tell them without the tools, you're not eating animal flesh. Hmm. You're not eating animal flesh. You don't have it in you like a lion or a tiger or a hyena to chase an animal down and bite off into that bad boy. Uh Despite wool, despite feathers, despite scale, 
The bear don't descale the fish before he eats it. <laughs> the human does. Mm -hmm. The human does. The human has to kill the plant-eating animal with a tool. Remove the tool, he's not killing the animal. He's not taking the cow down with his arm, no matter how strong he is, no matter how buff he is. He's not taking that cow down and snapping the neck. Right, not happening. Killing it. And then bite off into it. Doesn't happen. You can look at nature. Nature is a criterion. Design determines function. How long have you been plant-based? 25 years. 25 years. Since 1998. Wow. You know, yeah. I, I went plant-based. When I do it? I did it um, started in 2020. Yeah, all the way up until November of 22. Man, I broke down Thanksgiving, November 22, and had some had some turkey. And I've been eating meat since. But I tell you what, when I was plant-based for that for that period of time, completely different feeling. Completely okay. different feeling. I yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's amazing. All the time, even from people who are big on, you know, animal-based protein, mm -hmm. they notice the difference. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, design determines function. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Matrix got us at an early age, and, you know. Yeah, so when we come out. Uh, Edward Bernays, he, you know, they paid him, and, and he got us, you know, breakfast, you know, three square meal, meat, a part of every meal, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, drinking milk. You know, grown people, right, adults. Mm -hmm. Drinking milk. <laughs> you want it from the human female. That's disgusting. That's nasty. But we'll take it from a cow. From a cow, yeah. <laughs> all in the nose, saliva dripping. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll drink the milk from the cow. Mm -hmm. It got, you know, 10% pus in it. Yeah. Pieces, you know, chemicals to make the milk white. White, white, white. You know, yeah. so we can put cookies in there and have the cookies in the milk. Which is but the cow is not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, these people, these people have really done their due diligence. They have. I don't wear a hat to take my hat off. They did a number on us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But what we consider life, which is really real, real, real life, but it, it, it's life. It's, it's what we have to talk. So this, this concocted form of life. It in and of itself does a sin. It does a sin. I mean, we sit in chairs for seven, eight, nine hours a day. Just Nothing talk to somebody about that. Nothing in nature does that, brother. Nothing yeah. in nature does that. Right. Nothing <laughs> in nature does that. Here in the States, every six months, they mess with the time. They'll speed it up an hour. They'll, they'll, they'll take it back by an hour. Mm -hmm. That don't take place in nature. And that's part of life. Yeah, they just set the clock back. You just set the clock forward, set the clock back, set the clock forward, set the clock back. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's insane, man. You're right. They they did a number, man. They got something going on. They did a number <laughs> on us. You know, they got us sitting on the toilet. What about we don't squat, so we're straining. Yeah. It becomes a norm. Right, hmm. repetition of a message or or an action constitutes programming. programming. It constitutes programming. You see, and so programming is huge in the matrix. You shut the programming down, like in that movie They Live. 
At oh, yeah. The end of the movie, they, yeah, they take down the tower. They end the program. Right, right, right. That serious messages John Carpenter dropped in that movie. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite dystopian movies. They live. Yeah. It's the glasses, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. See, like, oh, okay, that's what it's really saying. And I put the glasses on that somebody else made, you know, and oh, okay, you know, it, it looked a nice little woman, what have you, and oh, do some 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 items or what have you. I take the glasses off, and it's all oh, procreate, you know, have sex. Money is my god. Yeah, I remember that movie. That was a movie with uh, the wrestler Piper, right? Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. Yeah, another guy. That was good. Someone named David Keith. It was a Keith, Keith David, I believe. David, yeah. David Keith. I get a mixed yeah. up. David Keith and then Keith David. But it's one of my favorite movies. 1988, my last year in high school, went to AMC, Marathon 6, and Keith. And <laughs> when I watched on VHS, I was sold on it. <laughs> a lot of movies I saw in high school and in my teen years that I remember, but I didn't watch them originally with all three eyes. Yeah, right, right. With two eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I only watched with two eyes, but I got it now. So that's why you see the movies in my conscious movie um, section of my library. All of these yeah. uh, DVDs back there, conscious movie watching. Nice, quite quite the collection there. Good stuff, oh, good stuff. Yeah, it is vast. And it can teach anybody. Truth of the Matrix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anybody the truth of the tell me about uh, Life Mastery Forum. Life Mastery Forum is something I started uh, last year, revamped it this year. And it is my way of helping people while at the same time protecting myself, mm. keeping a boundary. I haven't really been making videos the way that I did 10 years ago when I was on YouTube. Okay. And then on YouTube, you got the whole world can just come to you. The trolls, the bots, the haters. Right, right. Apateurs. So Life Mastery Forum is a private membership site that allows the serious people to come on board. And there's no drama, you know, no trolling, none of the nonsense that comes with your free social media platforms. Right. So that's what Life Mastery Forum is. And I really get to get off into sharing information to help people master their lives. That's the purpose. That's the goal of Life Mastery Forum. It is sharing blueprints to help people develop their own life construct, their own code, the personal codes. Okay. It's a blueprint. Okay. You know, just for you know, what I created for me is for me. Right. Hey, right. What's your spiritual belief system? That's for me. Right. Like when that reporter was asking Denzel, who'd you vote for? He said, none of your business. Right. <laughs> my business, right? Yeah. So my code is for me. And you can use my code as a blueprint. I don't really like to put it out there because people are so lazy. Hey, Tootie, what's a good book on metaphysics? I didn't ask anybody that. Right. You're going to be spoon-fed. You did. We, the, the Matrix has programmed us to be lazy. Hey, man, what's your favorite movie, man? Hey, what's your favorite documentary? Hey, man, it, if there's one book that you would recommend for me to read, which one would it be? What's the title? 
<laughs> I'm like, my life don't operate like that. Man, I own a library, man. You know, I have thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of books. There's no one. Mm-hmm. It's plural. Right, right. You know, so people want the easy way out. Hey, man, tell me a good uh, alkaline water uh, brand. Research. <laughs> you might find something better than what I would recommend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? It's liberation. I don't yes. need people to follow me. I don't want people to follow me. Mm. I lead people to themselves. Wow. That's powerful. I lead people to themselves. Oof. Oh, that's I, that's frightening. Why? Because within self is dark. Yeah. I don't want to go there. People don't want to deal with it. People don't want to be vulnerable. That's it's why like, I tell people all the time, you have to be vulnerable. You have to go within. You have to deal with fear. You got you to gotta know how to deal with fear. Absolutely. It's like the parable with, with the Mullah Nesrudin, where he comes down the street on his camel or his donkey, and his friend is in the grass looking for something. And Nesrudin says, what are you looking for? And the friend says, I, I lost, I believe it was like his keys. I lost my keys. Mula Nesrudin asks the friend, well, do you remember where you lost the keys? The friend says, yes. Mula says, where? In the house. She said, well, why are you looking for the keys out here in the front yard in the grass? She said, because it's dark in the house. There's light out here. And the moral of the story is the light offers comfort, but the darkness, people are scared of the darkness, but what people need is in the darkness. Wow. Even so we go within self, it's dark, but what we need, what we want is within us. The dark side, it's dark within. Dark is, oh my God, I can't see anything. I don't know, I might trip, I might fall, something might grab me. Fear. Mm-hmm. You see, so we want to be in the light with, with the other sheep. Oh, there's John, there's Jimbo, there's Lisa, there's Tracy, there's Bridget, and oh yeah, right yeah. in the light. I want to be comfortable. But 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 are you fed? You yeah. know, is the job being done? Like no, like I'm I'm here and there's a light and I'm I'm tired, I'm bored. Like you know, I, I feel that there's something deeper. I just don't know what have you. Go in the darkness because what you want, what you're actually looking for, is in the dark. That's what we call the occult, the dark side. Oh my God, the dark darkness, evil, bad. Mm-hmm. The uh, comedic spirituality teaches you that darkness is not bad. Mm. You see, it is not bad. Okay. Now, the West will do that, right? Like black is bad, but in the East, it's not. Mm. Okay. You see, we get caught up on that, you know. Right, right. The black funeral, you know, the black bird. You see a black bird, somebody's gonna die, and the black <laughs> chap is evil. And, Mm-hmm. Now we're messed up over here in the headquarters of the Matrix mm-hmm. because we think things is just one way. Right. We think things are just one way. You see, when you become holistic, when you become global, you're like, oh, okay. it's all about context. Just like the English language. You don't understand the English language without context. Right. You've got to have context to understand planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. One part, black is, you know, used for, 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 for grief, for sorrow. Another part of earth, they use white. Other part of planet earth, white is purity. You wear that in marriage. Mm-hmm. 
other parts of planet Earth, you don't. You see, so you can't just apply what you get in one locale and just think that's like global. You'll get yourself messed up. You see, we're supposed to be able to adapt. We are adaptive, adaptable creatures. In the Matrix, they teach us to adapt to that which is not natural. And that's how we get messed up. You could eat meat to save your life temporarily. But when it becomes permanent, you're going to mess yourself up because you're going against nature. Mm. You see, when you adapt to something long-term or permanently, you get yourself messed up because now you're going against design-determining function. Mm. You see, you're out of the scope of survivability. I'm doing this in order to survive. I'm in the, in the wilderness for two or three weeks. Then I'll be back in a quote-unquote civilization, which is enslavement or, you know, imprisonment. Mm-hmm. But my point is, you know, certain circumstances, human beings can adapt, may have to adapt. Doesn't mean it's permanent. Right. You right. see, yes, sir. we do a lot of things over here. It's permanent now. Mm-hmm. You see, and they got us messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Got us yes, messed sir. up big time. Yes, sir. Because we're not, we're not knowing. Like when I roll out, man, if I have to eat soy or drink Dasani water, what have you, I don't trip because I don't do it every day. You see what I'm saying? I'm out. I got to survive. I got to make it. Right. I got to drink this until I get back to the tilt so I can drink my ozonated alkaline water, which I drink every day. So I have a reserve. So if I drink Dasani and the other horrible brands of water, it's not going to do me in. Right. I don't drink it every day. What I drink every day is going to sustain me. You see, but then you got people drinking that crap every single day. So that's when they start spraying the chemtrails and, you know, chemicals in the municipal tap water. Those individuals get sick. Yeah. Those are the ones who bought into the uh, stupid 19, the COVID-19. They bought into that. I heard you say something about water as well. You, You said the best type of water. Is reverse osmosis something something? I forgot what you alkaline what, water, ozonated water, ozonated. Um, that's what it was, ozonated. Yes, enhanced water. Yeah, you can pretty much make your own water. Like right, water, yeah. I got it in a, in a boss glass because ozone holds best in glass. This is so okay. great in water. It's ozonated. It's reverse okay. osmosis purified. And then I ozonate the bad boy, and mm. man, it's and I, I I'll enhance it with minerals. Mm. And this water electrical. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh yeah Drink it every day love it, every love it. Day. that's why I feel good every day bro I go to bed man, man let me tell you man when I go to bed I'm happy feeling good I have great dreams it's so wonderful on the other side uh-huh. right? then I rise back to the 3D right waking life state wonderful feeling good it, it, it's you know the matrix rob you of that man yeah. you know a lot of people yeah, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. What are you so honky dory for? What the, shit, I'm alive. Right, right. You know, I took my shoes off last night and putting them on this morning. Nobody else is putting them on mm-hmm. in a strange place called mm-hmm. a morgue. You yeah. know, so I'm happy, man. I'm elated. You Living know, in so, your purpose, helping people. I'm You're healthy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like life is magical. 
don't celebrate Christmas. I have a problem with it. It's just that Christmas is every day for me. There you go. That's so good. When I see something that I desire, I get it. There you go. There it's you no go. Way. Wait now, I'll come back two, three. No. Mm-hmm. Get it. There you go. Right <laughs> there. Nice. Because I deserve it. Because you deserve and it. And I'm worthy of it. Mm-hmm. If the rappers can get what they're doing, right? If the drug dealers can get what they're doing. Uh-huh. Right? If the whore is the only fan girl that they can, you know, get what they want, mm-hmm. why can't I? Mm-hmm. Why can't the people who are helping humanity, helping humanity humanity to progress, why why can't they get certain things that they want, that they require, that they need? Mm-hmm. They can't, you know, the women who are doing massage and tarot, tarot readings and what have you, psychic readings, well, how come they can't, you know, Splurge on themselves, right? Right, luxury items, you know, mm-hmm. massage, cruises, mm-hmm. and helping humanity. But then the people who are harming humanity, they're living it up, yeah, right. Make no sense to me, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of people that think that people in the doing the spiritual practices, you know, a lot of people online helping people with spirituality, they think. Well, because you're this person, you shouldn't charge for certain things and you shouldn't, you should be a certain way. And I, I completely disagree with that, you know, okay. and it just ties into to what you're saying, right? When you mm-hmm. say you deserve it, you deserve it just like the next person. Yeah. So I get that. Absolutely. I get that. Yeah. So I took it upon myself to do that. Like, man, if these rappers and R&B singers, man, you know, promoting marijuana and alcohol and promiscuity, just, just you know, low vibrational stuff, man, and they're living it up. They can pay their rent. They got money for things that they just happen to invest in on themselves. Like, if if you can cause humanity to devolve, to degenerate, and you get rewarded for it, what statement does that make? For the opposite side. Yeah, good point. And what is the incentive for the youth who are watching? You know, if you're looking at the rapper, the rapper is getting tatted up, smoking weed, and, you know, running through the holes, what have you. That's what the, the rapper, the RB singer, is going after. So the, the pro athletes as well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them too. Be a teacher, be an educator, be the spiritual guru. I don't know about that. Because these people struggle. They got knowledge. He broke. He can barely pay his rent. He can barely take care of his woman and his children. That's not too appealing to me, Tahuti. But the rappers over there, oh my God, they got money, man. Look at them females with the big booty. Oh my God, I want that. Like, that's the life. Man, they eating caviar, man, and shrimp and lobster. They're having a good time, man. What looks like a good time. I want that, man. The, the, the bling. I can see the bling. 
I want that. To look over here to the guru, the healers, like, yeah, it's kind of somewhat stimulating. It's kind of cool for a minute, but uh, they, they're broken, struggling. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they can't get private jets. They can't ride in, in limousines. You know, they're not splurging. They can't buy the bling. You know, they're helping people, and they're so-called poor righteous teachers. That's what we call them. Poor righteous teachers. Yeah. In the statement that if you teach the people and you're righteous, your reward for. That's a statement it makes. So, man, in two, I think it was like 2006 or 2008, when I came back from Atlanta, I was on a plane. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, man, these dudes here, man, are like really living it up while harming humanity, pursuing to free will. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how in the hell do the herbalists and the metaphysicians, you know, the guru, how the hell do we compete with the entertainment? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's all about the bling. It clicked. You must become a spiritual baller. You must become spiritual, but you must have money to do the things that they are doing in the sense of, you know, when you see them getting a massage, you know, right, riding in limousines and jets. There's certain things that they do I don't have a problem with. Yeah. Right? You see them in the, in the big, nice, fancy hotels, getting room service, mm-hmm. what have Quote, unquote, good life, right? right. The reward. Mm-hmm. That aspect of them. I'm like, you know, we got to have that on our side as well, too. We got to ride first class. There you go. We got to be able to, when we go to Las Vegas, we got to be able to go into those hotels and those uh, shopping centers or retail stores and buy whatever it is we want to buy. Right, right. So see a nice pair of heels, cost $800, buy them. Mm-hmm. If you want them. Right? You deserve it. You, you work for it. You're helping people. You see? You don't need to be staying in a little motel room. You know, you stand in a nice place. Mm-hmm. Penthouse suite. Mm-hmm. You know, travel in a helicopter. That's the type of stuff that I do. I Sweet. treat myself well, man, boy. Yeah, man, living it up, man. That's living awesome. it up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, Hawaii, New York City. Man, we travel in limousines, have a limousine the whole time. We're somewhere, man. You know, helicopter rides, flying over cities, flying over volcanoes. <laughs> living it up, bro. Doing the same thing that the people of the world, matrix-minded people are doing. Yeah, yeah. We don't start doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when it's like that, oh man, man, it, it, it's like night and day, you know. So it's like, wow, like I like the knowledge. You're smart. You're making me think. What have you? you got money, and you're doing the thing that the drug dealers can do. <laughs> and it's safer, uh-huh. and it's helping people. It's good karma. I'm not gonna be on God's bad side. I'm not going to hell. Uh, yeah, I go through this guru thing. <laughs> Spiritual baller. I like that. I had to write that down. <laughs> Dude, just a couple more questions for you, sir. Um, earlier, when you were talking about the Bible and, and Christ, right. it, it came to me to ask you, but I forgot. Do you think the Bible is uh, a book of allegories? Or do you think it was real events that happened with real people? There are certain parts of the Bible that are historical. Not a lot. There are certain parts of the Bible that are allegorical, metaphorical, and then there are other aspects that are metaphysical. (laughs) So the Bible, too, requires context. 
It requires context. And if you don't know the, the context, you'll get yourself messed up. I saw a reverend kill himself a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was on X or Twitter because he didn't understand that part in the Bible where it talks about handling venomous snakes. I saw that. I saw, saw that. that. Yes, sir. I saw that. In the hospital. And he yeah. Got a couple of he That's killed right. himself. Yeah. Right? He didn't right. understand. Right. You see. So it's very important for us to understand that book and understand context. What is historical? What is allegorical, metaphorical? What is meta, uh, metaphysical? But if you think you're just going to open a book and like it's literal from, you know, uh, A to Z, <laughs> Old Testament to New Testament, you're going to get yourself messed up. Yeah, yeah. If you think, yeah, Exodus to uh, Revelation is literal. Good night and good luck. <laughs> good night and good luck. <laughs> good night and good luck to you. How about Christ? Do you think Christ was a, a, a like a made-up character, or do you think he actually walked Earth at one time? No, uh, Christ is a title. Um, oh, okay. Christ is a title. It's not a last name. It's not a surname. But no, I don't believe in a, a Christ ever existing. Christ is a... Okay made-up concept uh, that represents something very deep. It's a mindset. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's a very powerful mindset. And that's how we become Christ-like. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a software, if you will. This is why the Jesus character says, greater work than I do shall ye do. That's right. I'm not yeah. a person yet that believes in that. <laughs> you know, I've been on this bad boy for 53 years, and I ain't met a Christian yet that believe that they're better than Christ. What would you talk about? Jesus is the one. You got to follow Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the light. But if you say greater works than he does, you will do. You don't believe in that? They don't believe in that. They're followers. They want to follow Christ. Yeah, yeah. To a degree. Because they don't want to pick up their cross. They they can't handle it. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? They don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So they'll follow to a degree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, uh, I don't believe in a, a historical Jesus person existing. You know, when you get off into the 16 crucified son savior, it'll, it'll start making sense. Christianity is the greatest story ever told because it's the only story ever told. You yes. said crucified, 16 crucified. Cruci- I think it's Cursey Graves is the author of that book, the 16 crucified uh, savior or son savior or the sun god. It was 16 of them. Mithras, okay. uh, Horus or Haru. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were all born on December 25th from a virgin mm-hmm. mother. They mm-hmm. died and resurrected three days later, walked on water. It's the right. same story. Right. It's the right. greatest story ever told because it's the only story ever told. Huh. It's play on the sun, God's son, as you in it. It's astro theology. Yeah. Stay away from astrology. Yeah. Because if you get too deep into it, you will find out what Christianity is really based on. Hmm. Oh, wow, we got the sun, we got the 12 apostles, okay, that's the 12 zodiac signs, okay, it started making sense. Mm. <laughs> you know, God's son is in the sky, dead from December 22nd to December 25th. God's son is dead for three days, then resurrects on December 25th. You know, Jesus died for three days, and he resurrected, right. you know. It's, it's, it's the same story, as above, so below, man. Yeah, yes. It's, 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 it's metaphysical. And, awesome. You know, these people, they have, they've done a number on us with religion. 
and especially Africans, man. Oh my goodness, Black Americans, Africans. So this 2023, man, we've been what free uh, since 1863 in Texas, 1865. We we've been free, brother, physically. That is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for quite a minute now. Yeah. Yeah, for quite a minute. It's been like 150-something years, man. That's a long time. It is. To not realize that you're free and that things that were forced on you don't have to be forced on you, don't even have to be engaged in, doesn't even have to be worn, doesn't even have to be practiced or carried out. You don't have to wear the slave master's name in 2023. I mean, if you're free, things should represent your freedom. Like, I've never met a European with the name Tahuti. Now, I can look at my family, the Maxwell, the Sandifer, the Coopers, the Jones. You're going to find Europeans Name Jones, Cooper, Williams, Sandifer, Washington, Jefferson. Right, right. Same thing. Right. Who's the original? Mm. You go back in time, it's like, oh, hmm. Your ancestors were owned by those people. Right. Because your ancestors were enslaved. And so the slave master put their name on your ancestors who were property. But you guys are free. You guys have been free, uh, you know, ever since 1863, 1865. Yeah, 150 plus something years. And you're still wearing the slave master's name? Like, what is that? And you're free. It makes sense when you understand slave. Slave. Makes sense. Why? Slave ate soul food because they had no choice. Right, right. You have a choice today, and you're choosing to eat slave food under the guise of soul food. Like, why would you do that? Hmm. You know, you take a woman who is raped, kind of like in that movie Room, and certain things take place with her while she's raped for 10 years. Then she gets free. You don't have to eat bread and water every day. You know, you don't have to do certain vaginal exercises. You don't have to bend over, grab your ankle. You don't have to do that stuff anymore. You're free. Mm-hmm. When a free person still does a thing or things that they did and or was done unto them when they were enslaved, you're dealing with serious you're dealing with a form of paralysis psychological paralysis mental paralysis spiritual paralysis wow you're free you don't have to eat spam anymore that's what the guy fed you for seven years you're free you can go have lobster if you want it right you can go have a veggie burger you can have anything Oh, no, I want my spam. It's no good for you. (laughs) Under the circumstances, those circumstances have changed. I want my spam. What's (laughs) the statement being made? 
And you want slavery. <laughs> a certain way during slavery. Are we slave? Are we free? Well, how come we're not getting free? You like free people. Like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Why are you jumping over the broom for marriage? Well, we did that when we were slaves. But are we slaves? No, we're not slaves. Then why are we doing things we did when we were enslaved? Why are you doing it? That's, that's that's our culture. That's 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 who what we what we are. But no, we're slaves and we're free. And as free people, we're doing things voluntarily that we used to do when we were enslaved. Make it make sense. There's no gun to your head. What's stopping you from getting a name? predicated upon your genetics. Mm. Most of us don't even, we don't even think it. But right. there's something within, but there's something within us that points us in that direction. <laughs> because when we start naming ourselves Laquisha and Shanjaniqua, <laughs> yeah. you know, those type of names, uh-huh. to be unique, it makes a statement. Uh-huh. It's an attempt to get away Oh. To get away from. Yeah, okay. No more Lisa, no more Bridget. And I'm not knocking these names, I'm just making a point. Right. Dealing with a, a particular situation involving a certain people. Mm-hmm. You're not naming your daughters Michelle, Lisa, Bridget, Teresa, Bonnie, Shirley, Phyllis. <laughs> it's Tanisha. Tarquanisha, Shaquanda, <laughs> those type of names. What, 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 what does that name come from? I, I don't know. I just, I just named her. Okay, Chandra Nika. That's that's pretty unique. Is that Kiswahili? I don't know what it is. I just, that's what I named my daughter. Hmm. But what does it mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, what it means. Yeah. <laughs> People. Without a knowledge of the names that they wear every single day of their lives. Mm. Names have meaning. Yes, they do. Even when you look up the European names, they have meaning. Yeah. Even European and Hebrew names with meaning. You don't mm. even know the meaning of the former slave master names. Mm. My mother was 50. When she found out that the name Bonnie was French in origin and meant help. Hmm. B-O-N-N-E. I'm like, wow, this woman went her whole life answering to a name that she didn't know the meaning of. Hmm. And brother, this is across the board. You could be Caucasian. You can be European. You should know what your name means. You could be Arabic. And most of those people, for the most part, know what their name means. Okay. African name, Arabic name, slash Muslim name, you know, Asian name. But hell, all names have meaning except for the post-slavery names that we came up with. Okay. Okay. The only people in that situation, all over this earth, people have names that have meaning. Mm. But Taquasha, we don't, we don't know what that is. I don't know. All right. 
<laughs> Indonesia, where's that from? Is that that's from Africa? That's from Asia? We don't know. Mm-hmm. What is it? We don't know what it is. It's just a name to who do you, why everything got to be serious? Why everything got to have substance to it? Why can't people just live? Why can't you just leave people alone, man? Just let people live. Let people eat the soul food. But you bitching and complaining about high blood pressure. Right. You complaining about headaches. Talking about you got to lose some weight. You know? So I'm here to help you see the error of your ways by casting light on certain things. So you can stop bitching and complaining. So you can live the abundant life. The magical life. The mystical life. I'm not some dude that just was dropped off, you know, from a spaceship. I mean, that's you, you Tootie, man. That's, yeah, you. I'm from planet Earth. I'm up, you know, from the gutter, just like the next person. Nothing special about me. I just learned some things and then applied what I learned. You got the knowledge in there. You said you applied it. You applied person, it. I was always like this. I used to have a jerry curl back in the day. <laughs> you know, that, that speaks to unconsciousness. Yeah. Burning your damn scalp, you know, for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. an hour, in some yeah. cases, an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Brother, that's, that's that's pathology. I did the same thing you back in the day. It's like, oh, shit, you in that chair like, lady, this shit is burning. Like, Maybe that's just my mind. Like, nope, I'm feeling something. I didn't have the jerry curl. I had the S curl and the pro line, though. California throw the S curl. I don't even know Jerry was named after a white man. I said, I didn't know that either. That was his last name. Wow. Wow. It's a documentary called No Lie. No Lie. (laughs) <laughs> no L L L Y E. L Y E, right, 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 right. <laughs> goes into the history, man. Black hair care, man. Mm-hmm. It's very educational, man. Very informative. I'm like, man, I got caught up by Mr. Jerry. I thought yeah. I had her up for the girls, man. <laughs> I was out of my mind, brother. Did, Did you see the movie Who Cloned Tyrone? Did you see that? I have to go see that there, man, because, you know, a that lot of good. People, you know, Jamie Foxx, he was out of the mix for a minute. I said, they, they're cloning that dude. Yeah, yeah. So the day that movie comes out, Jamie Foxx, the clone, comes out. Uh-huh. I said, these people, they, they be playing with us for, like, yeah. mean, just the utmost disrespect, man. These yeah. people play with us, man, with the utmost disrespect. Yeah. yeah I saw that. I mean, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was, it was was okay. Uh, if we I was talking- in I could have, yeah, I would have dropped more nuggets. Yeah. Because it, it yeah. did catch people's uh, uh, attention. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, a little bit, you know, a little bit comedic, too comedic for me. And I thought it could have dropped. Because when you watch I'm Going to Get You Sucker, mm-hmm. if you remember that movie. Man, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Comedy. But Keenan Ivory Wayans always dropped. Even, like, don't be a menace in the hood when you're drinking your Yeah, juice or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. It was when he was dropping, like mm-hmm. the nugget. And I, I thought the movie they cloned Tyrone could have, you know, could have did better dropping the nuggets. Yeah, I think they could have added, you know, some some nuggets, man. Mm-hmm. And I think they, well, I don't think I know they dropped the ball in that respect. But yeah, it was okay. 
Yeah. yeah. When you talk about the Jerry Curl, it made me think of that because they, they went, they talked about the beauty products and how, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. hey, dude, this has been excellent. We, 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 we like entertainment, right? That stimulates us, man. So as Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad used to say, we have to use entertainment, man, to, to educate the people. Yeah, there you go. I like Especially that. People, I'm not anti-entertainment. A lot of people think I'm anti-entertainment. It's like, no, we're just not using it properly. Okay, you know, right. and those on the other side who get paid for the acting, they don't use their proceeds, you know, in a way that would benefit themselves and the race. There's so much that we can do. Even our ball players, mm-hmm. you know, get paid millions of dollars. Right. They don't use the money properly for themselves. Forget like the, the people in the community. That's secondary. Right. Secondary. But even for themselves, they don't use it in a progressive fashion, which is why when you watch the uh, amount of players are the number of players who end up uh, impoverished or broke. Oh, yeah. Big time. Most of them are their brothers. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. Alan Iverson on the list, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you see cats that played in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's sad, man. It's very sad. You know, I mean, that's that's a lot of money to just blow. Yeah. This story like Mike Tyson talks about how he <laughs> went $400,000 in one night. He said the bar is closed. And the town was four hundred thousand. Goodness, we don't even have a Black American Criminal Defense Fund. All the hell we catch and all the trouble we get off into, we don't even have a Criminal Defense Fund. Huh. Hey, brother, we blow money. The, our, the rappers be burning money. They take the the the, the cigarette lighter. Yeah, they burn all the bills. They, I got money to burn. Oh, because no, no, you got brothers and sisters in Rikers Island who can't post bail. Right. Khalid Browder's bail was only uh, $1,000. Mm. Khalid Browder's bail was only $1,000. His family didn't have the money to bail him out. Mm. Brother stayed in jail for two years. And when he felt and thought he was going back to that experience, he was like, oh, hell no, I'll check out. He committed suicide. Mm. You see, but this goes to show you where our mindset is yeah. and where it isn't. Mm-hmm. You see? And when you're conscious, you see it clearly. Yes, you do. So the life I'm living, I tell people, hell, we all could be living like this. Mm-hmm. You see, you got to have a library. And the library has to connect you to your history. I got a section in my library right there in the corner that there were black economics. So inspirational, man. Awesome. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, this ain't no new thing with us. I mean, we came out of slavery balling. We came out of slavery balling, becoming senators, entrepreneurs, teachers, professors. Mm-hmm. Out of slavery. Who taught us? There was no time to go to university and get right. degrees. We taught ourselves. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. 2023? <laughs> right. Ourselves? Yeah. Before adorn reconstruction, or I should, technically I should say during reconstruction, we can't match that. We got more money today than we've ever had. We know about Black Wall Street. That's all we talk about. Why can't we rebuild it? Why can't every major city in America have a Black Wall Street? We got the funds for it. You can't tell me we don't. Because I look at all the the luxury automobiles we purchase. I look at all the whips. Oh, yeah, right. 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 One of the little ball players, one of the uh, Lamelo Ball, or 
Lemuel Ball, one of the little Ball brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. You see that? The, the mouth full of diamonds or what have you? Yep. He spent like, what, $30,000, $40,000 on that? Yeah. We don't have the money. You can't tell me that. Right. <laughs> you can't tell me that we don't have the money. Because I have eyes to see. Mm-hmm. I have ears to hear. We have the money. So, we don't have the mindset. The mindset, yep. Worried about the wrong stuff. Like if we get that mindset, oh, we're balling. Mm-hmm. The material ball, I'm not against this material ball. That, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we still put some seats in our head. Yeah. You know, we got that's too true. many idiots walking around here with chinchillas, you know, <laughs> trying to be, you know, like the Mac or yeah. what have you. Yeah. <laughs> you no sense in your head. You know, you're going to do that. At least have some sense in your head. Yeah. You dig? Yes, sir. We're not there. We could be there. We could so, be, yeah. So that's my message, yeah. So when I when I deal with us, the message is different. Yeah. I got to connect us to the past here, not you know uh, across the shores in Africa. Even though I can go there, but right here we can stay right here. Yeah, there you go. And deal with our history. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, it's very impressive, man. People. I get inquired about, I get inquired from people, I should say. I get inquired from various individuals who happen to be, you know, non-black or non-African. And it's the same question. Like, how how did you get to be the way that you are? Like, you're a black man. You're not victimized. You don't get punked by the police. You know, you're not bitching and complaining about money. And, like, you're different. So you're a breath of fresh air to these individuals. Because right. they don't white man and the blue eyed devil and y'all yeah. rob us like you don't talk like that right it's not that I don't know history it's just I understand certain things I just don't verbalize certain things like certain people that a lot of people are really tired of hearing about <laughs> you see yeah so you know that history because if you start a conversation I'm going there I'm like your redlining was real don't get it twisted. Yeah, okay? Over right. 100 cities are buried underwater, okay? So uh, that we can have European, uh, white Americans can have lakes <laughs> to go fishing in and, and, and all the little water activities that they do. Over 100 cities, that used to be black cities, are now lakes. Water is over them. Hmm. Same thing with your prosperous cities. Now, most of us have heard of Black Wall Street, but what about Allensworth, California? Mm. What about uh, Little uh, Five, uh, I believe it was Five Points, which was Wall, where, which is where Wall Street is now. Mm. You know, uh, Seneca Village, which is where um, Central Park, New York City is. Mm. They got rid of that town to make mm. Central Park. Mm. That, 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 yeah, that was a uh, booming, successful black town. You know, Bronzeville, Pittsburgh. You can go down the list, man. Over 100. Boley, Oklahoma. Boley was said to be even more prosperous than Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, Boley, Oklahoma had Tulsa, Oklahoma beat. But my point is, there's a lot that happened. You know, certain individuals may not want to hear about them, 
hear about these things, but they did happen. They did happen. Well, it's right. not like, you know, we got conservatives on the scene. No, no, racism doesn't exist. This is all in your head. That's a lie. That's not true what happened. It's like, no. If you know history, mm-hmm. it's factual. You yes, know, the sir. GI Bill was, you know, that was a real thing. Post World War II, the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. Veterans being able to get homes. Right. That was not applicable for black Americans. Right. Who came home after the war? Mm-hmm. The federal government allowed the states to administer the federal GI Bill, and in the South, black code Jim Crow couldn't take advantage of it. Now your people paid for it; they taxed us, but that money didn't go for us or to us. Right, it went to others, and this is well documented. You see, well documented. So I know that history. And I'll go there if you take me there. But I prefer to function in 2023. There you go. I prefer to function in 2023, predicated upon the knowledge of the past, of what my ancestors did in this country. Excellent. Excellent. Pro-family, as we were. We were more pro-family in slavery than we are today. Yes, right. Okay. Yes, sir. We were more pro-family during Reconstruction than we are. We had more class back then than we do today. We can dress our behinds off, but we don't have the class. The class, right? Oof. We don't. We act an ass. We don't have the class, but we act an ass. Sankofa. In order to move forward, we must look to the past. Mm. That's what St. Coco means. Mm. We move forward by looking backwards. Blueprint, mm. foundation. That's what I do. That's what I do. So, like, you know, this exception to the rule. Just including what's there for all of us to apply. There for everybody. Focus in that direction. Yes. Oh, so simple. You know, these are the type of things, man, they keep the mop rock hyped, bro. <laughs> I see, man. It's excellent, man. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I do have one final question for you, Dahoody. This is something I ask each and every guest that appears on the Hidden Gateway podcast. And I just simply ask you to leave the audience with what I like to call a token of love, something that you think that they need to hear in this very moment as they continue on their journey. Good knowledge. Good knowledge. To know thyself. Our ancestors said, man, woman, know thyself. Know thyself. Know. Get the knowledge. Get knowledge. Apply knowledge. That's what I have to leave the audience with. And that will never change. That is the most important thing. I am who I am because of the knowledge acquired, then applied. That's it. Awesome. That's it. Knowledge acquired, knowledge applied. My mother didn't have this knowledge. My father didn't have this knowledge. How did I end up with it? I'm not special. I wasn't dropped off from a spaceship. I'm from the same place everybody else is from. I'm from South Central Los Angeles. That's the hood in California, in one of the cities in California. No different from Harlem. Right, South Bronx, Southside Chicago, you know, Atlanta, New Orleans, 
all the wards. We got all these different names. Same place, like Ice Cube. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. Compton, Altadena, all the same. That's where I'm from. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Good stuff, sir. And last but not least, go ahead and tell the good people where they can find you online. I know we had the Life Mastery Forum. This excellent store, man. I've had my eye on this store. I need to go. I'm not. I need to. I'm going to. It's, I need some products, man. I'm, I'm very much into the herbs and supplements as well. I used to manage a, a health store many moons ago. And so that's right up my alley. But uh, Divine uh, Medicinals, health products and uh, any, any social media as well. Yeah, there's DivineMedicinals.com. There's uh, Mandingo.com. Okay. There's GodBodyOrganics.com. Berger, B-E-R-D-U-R-E.com. And then as far as social media, the information, uh, the knowledge, you can find me on X slash Twitter under Tahuti Speaks. That's Tahuti Speaks. And then if you really want to get down with the knowledge 24-7, the video, the live streams, that's going to be the LifeMasteryForum.com. Life masteryforum.com very good and i'll get all that from your uh from your assistant i'll be sure to put it all in the show notes so the good people can uh can have that right very very handy for themselves man thank you so much for taking time being on here this you know i was told my wife earlier i'm really looking forward to speaking with this guy been hype about it and and it did not disappoint man i i I admire you and what you're doing thank you for uh, being you thank you for being authentic and standing in your truth and everything you do for being a light to humanity. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And to, to our audience, I know you enjoyed this episode just like I did. Remember, as always, to stay connected with us at thehiddengateway.com. Shoot us an email at support thehiddengateway.com if you want to chat like a lot of you do. And thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This will conclude this week's episode. Until next time, stay positive, stay questioning, be loved. And be free. The Hidden Gateway, out.